0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Comics Collective, the weekly show where we talk a comic or graphic novel, and sometimes we talk to some pretty neat people. I am one of your co-hosts, Anne.
1: I'm Alexis.
0: And there's no Dallas. And
1: unfortunately, Dallas is not here this he, week, but we love him.
0: We love him. He was claimed by the Green Lantern stands. Um, Guy Gardner came to his house and said, listen, we got to talk. You're not seeing my girl, but we still got to talk. And they talked. And I hear Dallas is still floating somewhere out by the Andromeda galaxy or something.
2: <laughs> or under the Brooklyn uh, Bridge. No under good. the
0: Brooklyn Bridge. Same thing. You know,
2: it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a One of them is... <laughs>
0: One of those is slightly more toxic than the other. I th- I feel like I'd rather take the vacuum of space.
1: Same. I feel like I have a better chance. <laughs> oh, wonderful.
0: But yeah, for everyone listening at home, we have a really special interview for you today. We are talking... To Evan Doc Shanner, the wonderful artist of the brand new book, The New Champion of Shazam, starring the one and only Mary Marvel as she takes up the reins as the new champion of Shazam. It's almost like it's in the title. I think I they, they kind of just forgetting. tell you the whole thing right there. You don't even...
2: <laughs> all you need to know on the all cover. To...
0: Look, all you need to know about the story is in the cover, but the art is pretty enough that you should pick the book up anyway. Um, it rules. Yeah, it's really, really fun. It's it's hard to talk about books when they're only one issue sometimes I feel, but there's a lot in this book to love. Mm -hmm. The artwork of course, obviously is beautiful. It's great to see Mary standing on her own when she's not being evil, (laughs) because (laughs) I know we talked a little bit off camera about this being your first like Mary Marvel story. Mm -hmm. And I think this is her first solo title in like over 60 years. (gasps) It's been, it's been a while. And it's the first time she's really been used as a solo hero
2: mm-hmm. in
0: a while, too. Like, the last time they're like, hey, let's do something special with Mary Marvel, they made her evil for Final <gasps> Crisis. Trash. If you, you know, you want to see trash, Google Final Crisis Mary Marvel costume and tell me what you think about that and how it compares to the one we literally just saw. Because, yeah, I'm really curious for your your feedback here. Um, hmm. it's, it's something. Hmm?
1: Yeah. Hey, wait. Ay! Is that a ponytail? <laughs> yeah,
0: um is She bald? Hair is pink. Um, she's got a lot of buzzed. Um
1: Ooh. Holy cripes.
0: That is a holy cripes. <laughs> that is like some they walk into the room and you immediately you're just like sunstone. No, nope, not even playing. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: <laughs> in the sunstone? Over.
1: <laughs> I love um, how it has the pink hair and then immediately next to it it has Doc Shaners. Yeah. They're like, I'm sorry. Here's this one. This is what you asked for, but here's a better one.
0: It's like the Will Smith um, Men in Black part where he's like, old and busted, new hotness.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, what did you think about this issue, This the start to this um, four-issue miniseries?
1: Oh my gosh, I loved it. Once again, I feel like a broken record, but I went into this blind. <laughs> I read it this morning, and I... Loved it. It was so good. I am definitely going to read the rest of the, unfortunately, three issues that follow this. But that's okay. I'm a very firm believer that short and sweet, Mm -hmm. kiss. Love it.
0: Short and sweet. Love that. And also, for people listening, if we buy this, it might not be just for issues. We might bring it back. We might bring it back. It happened happened with Nubia. It happened with Swamp Thing. If we carry Mm -hmm. this word of mouth, I'm just saying, I would pay for 400 of these issues. And I know that Doc Shader probably doesn't have the time to pencil for (laughs) pencil and color 400 of these issues, but damn it. I would would read this book to the end of time. (laughs) Oh, but enough of that. We both obviously really love the issue. Um, Hoppy is the best character that DC comics has ever created. (laughs) And yeah, with no further ado, let's hear what, the lovely Doc Shanner has to say about the comic that he works so hard on with Josie Campbell and their lovely editor. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Comics Collective, the show where we talk to some really awesome people. I'm Anne.
1: I'm Alexis. And
0: today we have with us the fantastic artist, Doc Shanner. Doc, thank you so much for being with us. It's an honor.
3: I'm happy to be here.
1: Oh, well, good. That, that makes us so happy to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: we are here today. We asked you to come on because last week um, DC dropped a new book that we've been waiting a long time to see. And it was The New Champion of Shazam, number one, by you and Josie Campbell. And it is the first book where Mary Marvel is taking over as the main champion of Shazam. And it's, it is, um, an experience to see, I think talking about this book on Twitter, the biggest reaction I've had to, from people's being like, is the, um, the immediate gut reaction that, what are you telling me? This is only four issues. Someone oh. <laughs> please tell me that's not true, but I've seen nothing, nothing but love point out for this book over the last week. And I just, had to say congratulations on that. It is a beautiful, fun book and everything I was hoping to be and more. Um, what can you um, tell us about um, The New Champion of Shazam? What it's about and what it was like just working on it. What was that? Sorry, completely completely lost the question. What's What's the that's new okay. book
3: about? <laughs> <laughs> well, first, thank you uh, very much. That's, that's kind. And, and the reaction online is, has been been a little overwhelming Um, I've been doing it just long enough that I'm not completely jaded and uh, uh, the last week has been very nice Um, but uh, anyway yeah um, the new champion of Shazam is as you mentioned the first book not Mary's first solo book Um, Mm -hmm. of course there's the Fawcett series way back in the day but um, this is the first book where Mary's taking over where she is the main lead. She is the champion of Shazam. Um, And everything that goes along with that, it's Mary starting a new stage in her life as she goes off to college. um, We've uh, never had one of the Shazam kids old enough, uh, you know, to to, to see them go off to college. Um, So this is a new thing for Mary. And this is after all the – Various Shazam children have lost their powers. Mm -hmm. um, And it's not necessarily 100% welcome uh, in Mary's life. Um, So it's about her learning how to handle this new responsibility that she thought she was leaving behind while also progressing forward in her life.
1: That's awesome. I just... (laughs) I just have to say right off the top, this was such a fun issue for me to read because I actually have a younger brother who's literally moving out to college next week. Oh. And I just like have this image of him like an absolute menace in college. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> this it's just a, such a fun dynamic of like having Mary in this new atmosphere, like seeing how she handles it, how she's gonna be throughout these next three issues after this one so I just have to say like this is so fun and I'm already in love with it so I'm excited to see where it goes but um how did you and your team um approach the character of Mary differently than like say Billy Batson like how did that go for you guys
3: well the, the thing is a lot of the book started before me before my involvement um the Impetus for the book was, I think, largely our editor, uh, Brittany Holter, who is, a, is one of the biggest Mary Marvel fans I know. Um, she, she's the reason I ended up doing that that Convergence Shazam book years ago. Um, she, and she's, so she's been my Shazam sister forever. Um, and I know that the book started with her. Bringing it to DC, pointing up this would be the perfect time for Mary to take over, um, and then I think she got in touch with Josie because Josie had written one or two things before uh, for DC specifically, in addition to her uh, great career in animation. Um, so a lot of yeah, a lot of this approach came before my involvement at all. Uh-huh. Um the idea of her going to college, the idea of her trying to kind of step away from the superheroics, uh and and trying to start a new life for herself, away from her family. Uh as, in her role as the biggest sister. Um so I can only speak to you know when I showed up and said, Well, bonus we gave her a haircut. Um <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, I think in, in terms of comparing her to Billy, I think obviously there's a lot of differences there in terms of her coming from the angle of being one of the first kid sidekicks. Um, I hesitate even to call her a sidekick, you know, she, she was a peer, I I think. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tough, you know, from the artist angle. It's a lot of it's cosmetic,
0: so very cool. And you mentioned the haircut, and there's um, Mary's design in this is really really phenomenal. A lot of people love your work on that Convergence Shazam series, and whenever I hear like your name pitched around for things, a lot of people seem to love that like Silver Age vibe with you, they love mm-hmm. seeing you working on those classic characters. What do you think about just your art style really lends itself to those characters? Is that something you intentionally aim for? Do you think that's something that just kind of happened as like a byproduct?
3: Um, It's hard for me to say. I think Mm -hmm. it's definitely not something I intentionally do. Um, I think it comes from a lot of the stuff that uh, I grew up on and and started reading when I really got into comic books. Um, I think it has to do with some of the characters that i'm drawn to um the shazam family certainly uh, for a long time now has been a favorite of mine and it's hard to it's hard not to draw these characters with some of that in in there mm-hmm. um and i think just in terms of you know i've been working with dc for almost uh, seven years now or so exclusively um so that's, you know, the bulk of my work has been with DC on characters that are all at least 80 years old <laughs> or nearing there. Um, so I think a little of that is just built into the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly with with Captain Marvel and Mary and, and Freddy, uh, so much of that is just baked into the characters themselves. Um, so it's not something I you know, I'm trying to point toward, it's just kind of what comes out.
0: I
1: like that. Awesome. So I Mm -hmm. guess I kind of have like a little piggyback question off of that. Um, Where do you feel like you pull your inspiration for your art? Like, has it of course, like developed over time? Like kind of where did it start? I don't know. Like, I'm just curious about, I guess your process, like where did you kind of find what you like?
3: Sure. Um, It's, it's definitely developed in ways I, I didn't expect. Um, I initially had never planned on doing superhero comics. Um, I started drawing comics because I wanted to be in the newspapers, um, and got out of college right as newspapers really kind of died. Um, <laughs> so I you know, I had to kind of swerve, and I, I for a long time, I thought, well, I'll, I'll be an indie guy. Um, I'll hang out in indie publishers and kind of do my own thing and just kind of fell backward into superheroes uh, through Superman and Shazam and stuff and kind of built my own little niche alongside guys like Chris Somney and um, other guys that I I came up along with that I think were all kind of piggybacking on Darwin Cook (laughs) and his success at DC. at least for me. I don't want to speak for Chris, uh, of course. But I know for me, uh, Darwin and his rise made me think that, oh, I, I could possibly do superhero comics. Uh, seeing New Frontier. I New Frontier came out when I was in college and changed my whole world because I, I, it was proof in my hand that, oh, maybe this is something I could also do. Because I, I had kind of tricked myself into thinking, all superhero comics have to look a certain way. In the year 2000, I think it was four or five. Um, so it's Darwin. I have a lot to thank for. Um, Mike Waringo was a guy that meant a lot to me uh, as I started drawing this kind of stuff. Um, but and you know and and a huge list of artists after them. My my go-to holy trinity is always darwin uh ringo and joe Kubert. so um amongst a huge swath of other other artists that i really Mm like
1: that's awesome
0: yeah that's an amazing trinity (laughs) yeah it really
3: is (laughs) and i say that like (laughs) like i have any right to just pluck those names (laughs) you know we'll
2: let
1: you it's all right
0: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know you say that. I've seen a lot of people who are saying you're one of the, the greatest in the in the business today. So you're you're moving right on up there. Oh <laughs> well, that's a lot. <laughs> not, not to dump too much on you,
1: but <laughs> yeah. you know. you're gonna, gonna have to go take a nap after this no just wake that one off. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but you bring like this really great human aspect to these characters and a lot of my favorite moments in this book are a lot of Mary's human moments, like between her and her roommates, the moment where um <laughs> she tries out that new name for the first time and she doesn't think it's going to work, but then it clicks and just the the light in her eyes. There's so yeah. much so much life in these characters, and I love how you managed to bring that to just a still frame. How do you approach something like, you know, a scene like that differently than something like the action scenes we see Mary in later, where it's just so much power, so much strength in this in one single human form how do you mentally make like a switch in your brain when you're drawing those two different scenes
3: yeah well it's, as I say I I started out wanting to be in newspapers so um, my my whole beginning was in humor um, and trying to sell jokes um, so really nailing personality is huge for me and I knew specifically, and because and Josie comes from similar backgrounds, she's done a lot mm-hmm. of animation, and it's not all humor, but, it, you know, there's, there's definitely humor in it. Right. Um, and that's the kind of tone we wanted to strike with this book, is there's going to be action, there's going to be superheroes, but we also want humanity. And um, the only way to get the audience to connect with Mary is going to be showing how human she is. So it was very important for me to really land uh, stuff like her trying out the new name, which I, I'm at first we were kind of like, I don't know, do you think folks are going to go? I'm, I was worried that there was going to be headlines about Mary Marvel, change his name, and, <laughs> and it would be a whole thing. But I defy anybody who's been to college
2: mm-hmm. or
3: is in college and didn't try out a new name at least once. I know I did, and I'm standing here right. as, as a dope who uses a silly nickname professionally. Um, but I definitely spent a semester as as Tom because that's, <laughs> just because that's my middle name, and I was tired of being Evan. Um, so when I when I read that in the script, I was like, "Oh, she nailed it." That's college is going and meeting new people and, and saying, "I'm a different person now," and and this was my next stage. Um, so that's the. the Making sure that the facial acting and the body language matched that was huge for me
0: that's awesome how much um, like research like what research do you do to nail those different facial expressions and those emotions
3: a lot of it is it's kind of like the same they say is about acting uh, uh-huh. or or really any creative art like this uh, so much of it is just observance um, I will always tell younger artists or new artists, especially folks who are still in college, um, try and take an acting class any any kind of theater because i I didn't even take drama I took a interpretation theater and interpretation mm-hmm. course just mm-hmm. literally learning how to read in front of people and emote um, which was huge for me because then you know when I wasn't the the dope standing up in front of everybody trying to read. Um, I was able to sit and watch other people and how they read and what each different person brings to a new text and how they each interpret it. Um, and some of the skills I picked up in that class I've carried with me the last 15-odd years uh, and, and just watch people and how they react to things, how they enter conversations like the ones mary is dealing with um and some of it's easier than you know awkward is an easy way to lean (laughs) because it's a lot of big uh facial movements but there's a lot of subtlety with mary too that's been a lot of fun to play with
1: i love that so much because little context i am a theater kid i grew up in that realm so I know exactly what you're talking about, and we are all dramatic as fuck. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but my I love my that.
3: wife's a theater kid. It's wonderful, um, and I'm I grew up in that. My my dad is a music teacher, so I grew oh, up in those circles. I love it. So it's very familiar to me.
2: Yeah, I
1: I love that so much. But um, a little. I mean. This is such a great segue based on what you kind of your little bit of advice, but I have a funny question in here specifically from my younger sister because I was oh, talking okay. to her about interviewing an artist and she lo- she's very, very into the art comic world right now. She's 13 and I mean this with so much love to my mother, but my mom is like, you cannot make a job out of this you cannot like you oh. have to do something and my little sister's like i want to do like i want to do the art so my question is what advice would you give someone who wants to pursue that path like to get started what would you say Ooh. <laughs> i know That's big, i know it's it's a big kind of question. A heavy question
3: and it's I, as i mentioned cuz my my dad is a music teacher and most of my family is in the arts it was an easy sell for me uh, to say I think I'm going to be an artist because yeah. it was it was leapfrogging from being a musician. Mm-hmm. So it didn't. I wasn't going to make similar money ballpark. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, we work construction, so oh. different <laughs> ballpark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
3: it's enough. not
1: even in the same country. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, it's tough. Yeah. You know, it, you got to be prepared for tough years, mm-hmm. and I definitely had lean years where if I hadn't been married uh, coming right out of college would have been much rougher for me Mm -hmm. Um, where, where in the, in the years since my wife and I have been able to kind of go back and forth as far as who's working. Um, And it's, it's tough. It's I, I, I struggle with the question because I never want to scare any young artist away. Um, but I want to be real with them, you know, at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: In that this job is tough and you spend, unless you have a really focused mental acuity for having other people around, you spend a lot of time by yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think in in my years, that's the thing I've learned the hard way is that this is, the most difficult part of the job is I spend a lot of time by myself with my thoughts and my work uh and it's not easy but at the same time I wouldn't give it up for the world it's it's extremely rewarding and especially like this last week since since the book dropped um has been incredible and um when you hear from folks that it really touched it, it makes it all worth it. Um, that said, you know, art school is art school. I I went to a public college and got an art degree, but it was I, everything I use now I learned after college. Okay. I think it gave me the, the fundamentals I needed, but I never took art in high school either. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly you don't, I, I don't think there's any one way to comics. Any, any professional will tell you that nobody gets in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think Mark Wade, the way he puts it is, nobody gets in the same way, and we all shut the door when we're through. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> <Cool>. Which is,
3: <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud it sounds a little mean, but it's not, I, I think it's true is that I, I don't know anybody who's gotten in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't try and replicate somebody else's path. Um, so it's it's the old saying of you got to stick with it. It's about being tenacious and persistent and consistent. Um, and, and making sure once you get in, that it's still something you want to do.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing
0: that with us. That was awesome. Yeah, that was really yeah, awesome. I you. hope any of that made sense.
1: It definitely did. It <laughs> yeah. definitely did. I, sure. Knowing her and knowing my younger sister, we joke about her being a recluse, so she'd be pretty good by herself. <laughs> but
2: uh,
1: yeah, no. Luckily, my parents are pretty loving. It's just the they have no concept of of the it's, world. You
3: know, I, I talk about how I come from a family of the arts, and that it's true that like it wasn't a hard sell on on being an artist, but they still don't know what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, trying to God bless them. Trying to explain to them what I do is. is <laughs> It's,
1: it's nothing, it's true. <laughs> so, it's, no, it's 100% true, <laughs> yeah. especially. I mean, coming from construction parents, oh, sure, the ground, <laughs> they get it. Anything above the ground,
3: <laughs> my brother's in construction, and when he talked to me about his job, I have no clue what he's talking yeah. about. So.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> oh, but that's so so great. I'm glad your journey's let you like led you here. That's so mm-hmm. so amazing thinking about. Mary Marvel and your career as an artist, is there anything you're doing in this book that like you right out of college or you like five years ago even would have been thinking like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this or oh my gosh, that's I can't believe I'm able to do this on the page. Like a certain panel you did or a technique you used?
3: Oh, sure. Yeah, that's when I say about how style will kind of evolve under your feet without you even noticing, um, there's stuff that I'm doing and trying, and that's, I'm, I'm good or bad. I, I at least want to be trying something new
2: Mm -hmm.
3: all the time. I don't want to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so certainly, uh, the me of 15 years ago, 10 years ago would have never thought that I'd be doing, uh, what I am now. Um, much less a, a Mary Marvel solo book, which I genuinely never thought would happen—at um, least not in my lifetime. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. I, I, I just, and it gives me hope that in you know in ten years, I, I have no idea what that'll look like either.
0: It's very, very exciting. Is there anything just going back between the last time you really drew like the um, the Marvel family? Going back to Convergence, is there anything that you took from that experience that's feeding into this one? Anything you wanted to improve upon or anything you, you learned to make this experience easier?
3: Yeah, it's because um, a lot has changed since then. I mm-hmm. When I did the Convergence Shazam, I wasn't coloring myself at the time. I mm-hmm. had the great Jordi Belair uh, coloring my work at the time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much from working with her and several other fantastic colorists. Um, but in the last couple of years, I've started doing it all myself. So, you know, having that that series as a launch pad, going into this one, knowing like how do I want to approach certain facets of the Shazam iconography differently, uh, like the transformations and the – I had forgotten in the in the time somebody else had to remind me that the – Shazam family all has this unique way of flying that's this kind of Y shaped. They, they keep their feet together and the arms out at a Y.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I had forgotten that, so I'm trying to make sure I work that into it every now and then if I can. Um, it's it's little things here and there, little details that um, Jeff and I, Jeff Parker, we tried to jam as much into that Convergence series as we could because we thought we'd never get another chance to do anything Shazam. So we crammed mm-hmm. as much classic golden age Shazam nonsense in there as we could, um, which is why for a long time I thought I'll be okay if I don't get another chance at Shazam. We, yeah. we did everything we could. And if I don't get another chance, that's okay by me. Um, I got to do my two issues. Um, so when this came along, it was, it was nice because I kind of had a blank slate. I could start with these things I had already learned on convergence and take those in different places. I mean, we were already starting in a different place with Mary instead of Billy to begin with. But what can I do that will be unique for Mary? Mm
2: -hmm. What,
3: What will give her something to kind of branch off from the rest of the family in a unique way for her?
0: I'm so excited to read the rest of this and see where this goes.
1: (laughs) This just keeps making me more excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's, just thinking about some of the new things in this book, we get to see some new villains and what's because, you know, Mary Marvel iconic, she's approaching octogenarian age now and (laughs) um, but what's it like designing something new for that for this corner of the DC universe. How did that process. What did that look like?
3: Oh, uh, It's been awesome. I, one of the first things that sold me. On joining the team was. I knew that it was a big deal for Josie.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: To. Create some new characters around Mary. That were just Mary's. Supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Um, because. Even when I did the convergence book. We had this page that was kind of a brief summary. Of where. These characters had been up to till that point. We had Cap fighting Black Adam, I think, and Freddy was fighting Captain Nazi. And then we needed somebody for Mary to fight, and it was like, oh man, Mary really doesn't have anybody that's just hers.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: She doesn't have like a Mary-centric there there were female villains, but even that felt kinda like, are we just putting that in there because it's a female villain?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um so going into this, it was a big deal for me to create some new villains, and some of the villains are based on old villains, but it's a new take on them. Um, so, I knowing that Josie was committed to creating some new characters around them made it all the more exciting for me. Um, and trying to tap into what makes those other characters like Savannah and mm-hmm. King Cole or Mr. Adam or any other handful from the Monster Society. What makes those characters so iconic and specific to Shazam in that corner of DC? So kind of working, you know, uh, uh, threading that needle with these new characters has been really interesting.
0: Fantastic. Just, oh, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 Disaster Master is awesome. So that it was, was a lot of fun. I, was that fun. was
3: a new one to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Josie had to tell me like that. That was based on a Golden Age villain. I had really? no clue. Yep, okay. and she dug up. I I had forgotten about it. Or he he looks. The the original version looks so similar to Savannah mm-hmm. that it was. A, you know that was an interesting challenge trying to work away from that a little bit, but still keep some of that original flavor. Got it. Um, yeah, I
0: can. Yeah, I was gonna say I could definitely kind of feel that when I saw him for the first time. I thought it was him. I'm like, oh, so you you. You're not doing so hot. What what happened to you? But then, <laughs> then when I realized it's someone different, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That that That's fine. <laughs>
3: I had a feeling when, when I first kind of worked out what he was going to look like, I was like, oh, folks are going to think he's Savannah. So maybe we can play around with that a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of uh, pull the rug out from un- under some folks.
1: Awesome. Well, I guess... My personal final question, I don't know if Anne has one more, but (laughs) um, I just am kind of curious, like, of course, of what you can say, but what can people look forward to for the rest of the series?
3: For me, knowing that we would only get four issues, I think there were some really smart steps made before even I came in, where Josie has really made this a complete story unto itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that it couldn't go other places. And, you know, I I have no idea what the plans are or if there are any. Um, But certainly we leave it in a place where it could continue into some other adventures for Mary. Um, So, yeah, without giving away too much. um, For me, the appealing part of this was it is a complete story in Four Issues. There is an mm-hmm. ending to this story, uh, regardless of what that means for Mary as a character. Um, so, for me, essentially, it's, it's not just open-ended. I, th- I think some folks were worried that Four Issues meant this was going to be really open-ended, and then Josie and I would move on, and that would be all we hear from Mary for a while. Um, we really want to give the Mary fans something to hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> in their hands with um, well, the four issue story that feels all hers. Uh, and it is. It's is—it's—it's all Mary. And it's Mary finding herself in, in this new stage.
1: Yeah, this maybe more excited again. <laughs>
0: Oh, we we love things to hold on to desperately, and to <laughs> very very tightly. This, this is mine. We have this. We're gonna we're gonna hold.
1: To it. it from my cold dead fingers.
0: <laughs> well, I think for my final question, I wanted to thank you for everything that you've you've said so far and all the insight you've given to us. I <laughs> always I've. I have this curse that I've always approached comics from a writing side first art side second. So I'm like constantly trying to like increase how I appreciate comics by approaching that other side more. And the more I learn about it, the more complete the experience feels. So thank you so much for helping educate me and hopefully people listening at home. That's fantastic. Um, (laughs) Sure. But from that writer's side, I do have to ask what's it like working with um, Josie Campbell? What does, um, What does she, um, what are her strengths that she brings to the story? And what do both of you hope that um, people take away about Mary Marvel when the series is all said and done?
3: Hmm. Okay. Um, Well, as far as working with Josie, it's been great. I didn't know Josie before Mm -hmm. we, I was familiar with her credits. um, When Brittany told me who was writing and even more so my daughter was familiar with her credits and, was very excited about the notion of me working with somebody from those shows, um, which was a good way to sell me on doing anything. Um, But working with Josie has been great because I think it's been nice to work with somebody outside of comics who's familiar with and has a love for these characters, but comes from outside comics storytelling because um, she approaches it in a completely different way. Um, and there's, you know, there's been a, in, you know, an interesting learning curve in terms of bringing her sensibility to the way a comic book is just functionally told. Um, but she's been so easy to work with, and um, we've we've really gotten along since we started working together. Um, that it's just been a lot of fun. Um, she finds little pockets to instill some humor uh to characters which i love um but at the same time is finding like a strong core to these characters a, a a a message for them um for them for the character and the story uh on the whole so uh, anyway it's been great working with josie she's great and i hope she continues to write more comics after mm-hmm. this. um uh, what was the other question? What was the question?
0: Oh, um, what do you hope that us as an audience, what do we, what do you hope that we take away about Mary Marvel as a character by the time the story is said and done?
3: For me, more than anything, I wanted it to be, Mary doesn't necessarily have to come as part of the set. Mm-hmm. And this could very well be my own um, narrow view on things, but it's felt so often like Cap can have his own adventures, and even Freddie can have his own adventures, but when does Mary get a turn?
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, Which is why, for the longest time, I said I didn't really feel a great need to come back to Shazam unless Mary was in uh, the captain's seat. And uh, for me, it's just about proving that Mary has worth as a solo hero. Uh, And I, I think. At the end of it, the, the story is largely about choice, and who, who gets to have choice in your life, and mm-hmm. when do you get to make choices for yourself? Um, I think that's Mary's main struggle throughout the book is how much of her life has been chosen for her, either by other people or just the events, events of her life, and when does she get to choose? Um, so without giving too much away about what oh, yeah. happened, um, it's it's all about Mary advocating for herself and getting some choice in her own life. So.
0: I like that. Very, very great theme. Very
2: mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with all of that being said again, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a real privilege, a real pleasure. And yeah, I think everyone at home has a lot to walk away with after that. Mm-hmm. So Thank you so much for your time.
1: This is awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Is there anything that you'd like to to plug here at the end? Any social media links or any upcoming projects you want to give people a heads up about?
3: I'm Doc Shaner on Twitter. That's everything else spirals <laughs> off from there, and mm-hmm. uh,
0: yeah, Shazam, get it.
1: You heard it here first folks. Get the, get, the book. Damn book. get the
0: book. I will keep posting cute bunny pictures until you get this
1: book. Oh my gosh, that. I <laughs> yeah. really love the
0: rabbit. He's the best. Yeah. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Hoppy at least once. True. At least once.
1: <laughs> and I love how the spoiler. I love how at the end how she literally thought that the police were there for the rabbit. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah
3: yep it's stuff second, like that that's,
1: you can have it back
3: <laughs> when I say it's little things like that Josie's yeah. great at finding little things like that to put a little humor in there that's that's mm-hmm. what I love about working on it
0: amazing. Um, I would be lying if I said my interest for the next issue is first how she explains taking the rabbit <laughs> and the then room. missing parents <laughs> in yeah, that yeah exactly parents <laughs> for a second <laughs> okay well uh, that is all we have today. So thank you so much. And for everyone listening, make sure you stay tuned. Um Lexi and I are going to talk just for a second afterwards and we will see you all here next week for what are we talking about? Lexi like, are we talking invincible next week?
1: I think so. I don't have my calendar pulled up.
0: <laughs> surprise.
1: Surprise. Surprise <laughs> I never oh, have wait my no up. We're,
0: we're talking Green Arrow the Archer's Quest next week. So <laughs> well,
1: that's a surprise um, to me.
0: <laughs> so Neither Lexi nor Dallas know how that book ends. So oh, there, <laughs> oh.
1: Anne. I never have read a Green Arrow book. So
3: oh, also, yeah, you,
1: you side skipped note, the last. I've one. Never ever met Mary before this one either. So I forgot. Whoa!
3: Wow. I know.
1: <laughs> I'm impressed.
0: Oh. <laughs> We're starting Lexi off right. That's true. Nice.
1: Every episode is new to me. That's just the context <laughs> of this entire comp. This entire podcast. Okay, and with that being said, I don't know how to wrap this
0: interview up without thinking for like the fourth time. So that's all right. That's okay. Thank you for the fourth time. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank,
3: Thank you for having me. This was great.
0: Thanks. Okay. And you just finished listening to us talk to Doc Shanner and um Wow, that was amazing. I can't believe we recorded this immediately after. That's I so- know.
1: wow, look so at us good.
0: go. Yeah, I'm glad we recorded the intro before and then the interview and then the outro because that's the way it's supposed to be. So smart. <laughs> so smart. Because we for sure you that. <laughs> Lexi, what did you think about um, Doc Shannon talking about the new champion, Shazam?
1: I just have to say right off the top, it was so sweet. Such yeah. a good interview. I absolutely had such a good time and I really hope- I will be able to talk with him again soon. Mm-hmm. But I do just have to say, like, I love this book. I love the issue. Um, I loved hearing him talk about how it got into the industry, his advice mm-hmm. for young artists. I mean, especially as I mentioned during the episode, during the interview, I have a younger sister who's very interested in that world. So it mm-hmm. was just really fun to actually hear advice from somebody who's living it.
0: Oh, it's always so good. I loved... Just him talking about how he originally wanted to do um just comic strips in the newspaper I know, that's so and fun. it's like you can totally feel that looking back at this, you can feel those beats in those like normal panels mm-hmm. and just like Mary's everyday life and um, I loved it it was and that's most of this comic just her being a college girl, her being superpowered only happens for like four or five pages out of thirty that's pages true. of comic book and somehow it doesn't feel like you're missing anything because it's just so complete and full of life i also really appreciate that he's he seemed very humble and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like trying to i'm sitting here like trying like do you not understand how amazing you are Do you <laughs> not understand like, I'm, I'm the cold
1: that, that this I'm book has on twitter right now
0: <laughs> like do you not understand the fervor that everyone goes into when they hear your name it's true it's like oh my gosh it's 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 wonderful i think that's that's so so great he's Every every time we have someone on here for an interview, I always get so nervous. And then we get into the interview and it's like, oh, they're just a person? Oh, exactly.
1: <laughs> like, oh, you're just a normal human being.
0: <laughs> oh, I also thought the bit about taking acting classes to learn oh gosh, about yes. how to draw faces. That was really, really that's cool. That's true.
1: Because honestly, acting is so over dramaticized, And I feel like that really would just translate so well onto mm-hmm. the page.
0: Yeah, because that's probably probably the same rule right like if i know when you're they tell you when you're acting on stage you need to really exaggerate everything Mm -hmm. because they have to be able to tell yeah
1: amp it up baby and they need to see those damn eyebrows in the back row that's what my freaking teacher used to tell me those eyebrows (sighs) need to touch the ceiling
0: (laughs) reach for the sky no your eyebrows go go (laughs)
1: it's true jazz eyes
0: but it makes sense because i've read comics before where it's like it's very flat i don't know if you've Definitely haven't. Read anything by the Luna brothers?
1: can't say I have.
0: They're they comics I don't know a if lot you of know people Anne, like
1: I only read good comics.
0: You're... Oh, oh yeah, that's true.
1: Because a lot I of people... have you and Dallas in charge of my comics.
0: <laughs> very, very true. Uh we have definitely never led you astray. Um, we're definitely <laughs> only showing you the good <laughs> stuff That was Dallas. That was that not was me. Dallas.
1: And actually you have straight bangers. I will have to I do have to say. That's chap
0: what chap. we
1: like to hear. Chup, chap. chap clap, I can't clap, wait.
0: Clap. I can't wait until you read next week's book and it just emotionally devastates you and you're like, no longer. No more bangers. Only pain. Trauma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is my trauma origin story on this podcast right now.
0: Beautiful. Um, oh, I can't believe what I was going to say. But they have um their stories. People like their, their comics. Like Alex and Ada is the story about this man who falls in love with a robot, I believe. That's... Mm pretty well received, but I never clicked with their art style because I think their facial expressions are always very, very plain, very subdued, very subtle. And I don't think that works every time in the medium. I think artists like um, Max Saren and artists like um, Stepan and Sage, I think they work mm-hmm. so well in this medium because they understand that you have to make things look so exaggerated, so mm-hmm. out there, so cartoony to really communicate those emotions across. And it really makes those beats land. And this is just another one of those books where all the beats land exactly where they should. And it's so, so cool to get a look inside that process.
1: I, I agree. I agree 100%. Like this, I just, oh, it just was so fun. What can I say? It's just so fun. Everybody, I'm so oh. glad you listened to it
0: we're still fangirling it'll be okay i'll be right. like this i'm gonna be in a mixed state of fangirling and also sickness coma for the next 24 <laughs> hours so they should balance you theoretically that should cure my sickness because it should balance each other out in terms of energy Exactly. well for everyone listening at home please let us know in the comments on twitter or write to us an email and let us know what you thought about the interview with doc shanner and what you thought about the new champion of shazam's first issue and what you're looking forward to most in the next three and also make sure you share this episode and spread the word get that out there we want this comic to get into as many hands as possible so we can get as many issues of this as possible exactly and yeah making no promises but better better chance if we do this so (laughs) throwing it out there
1: do the work everybody Uh, go buy the damn comic
0: book. book um lexi do you have any final words for everyone or do you want to go ahead and start signing us off
1: i'll just go ahead and take us home man all right everybody if you like the show and want to hear more from us throughout the week please go follow our twitter account at cmx collective that's where we hype all of our stuff that's upcoming it's really really fun dallas and ann haven't given me the password so i assume that it's fun but if you can also find all of us at our personal accounts at Dallas underscore comics. Don't know why I read his first because he's not even here. Um, at <laughs> Anne Comics and at Lexi Lou underscore comics. That's the most important one because I don't mm-hmm. actually ever tweet. Send tweet. Uh, <laughs> sorry.
0: I zoned out for a second because I had to send Dallas an e- uh, a text message. Did you plug the TikTok?
1: I didn't. Oh, I thought yes. about that. Russian. What even is it's, the username? It's, it's, <laughs>
0: Dallas's, it's Dallas's baby. I don't know. I'm logged it, in it, and I still don't even know the at <laughs> what
1: is I'm sorry. My... Dallas is our TikTok guy. Um ah, that's not the TikTok.
0: He's our guy in the TikTok.
1: He is our he is our TikTok. Oh, it's just the Comics Collective. Algorithm. Oh, yeah.
0: very neat. No CMX Collective. We just got the name no, right out. No,
1: the outside. Comics Collective. Flat no no spaces nothing that's awesome. what it is it's the we same should- logo as our Twitter so if you're familiar with us go find us everyone
0: you'll find us just look follow Dallas's mustache you'll you'll know the way
1: the Chronicles of Dallas's Mustache
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you wait I I I, I, I close the I closed the thing Oh no Dallas oh no. is never gonna let us do anything ever again. I know it's
1: all right it's all right um we have an outro we s- right. Yes, mm-hmm. it's okay. Here, I'll go. If you enjoyed the show and want to show your support, please go to op- Apple. Apple. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and give us a five-star review and we will read it off on the show. We do have some, but I do feel like we should save them for Dallas to read because
0: he- Yes, we should. And especially because the first him. one- yeah, the, the yeah. They give Dallas some well-deserved love and we'll I love to will give you a little
1: catfish. It. We'll read them next week.
0: <laughs> you, you. You got us- We'll, well, make sure you ca- Ugh, I can't even talk I've given up <laughs> <laughs> the, and the sickness- starting in
1: that cold coma real <laughs> early
0: <laughs> this sickness has claimed my vocal cords <laughs> I have confused myself sl- and finally feel free to email us with your questions or comments for the show at thecomicscollective at gmail.com
1: and we will see you guys next week for our episode on Green Arrow, The Archer's Quest. The first for Ooh. Dallas and I.
0: Very, very exciting. I can't mm-hmm. wait for that last page. It's going to be so good. It's a road trip trip that takes you straight to heartbreak. And that's what works. So. Um, you could have just
1: <laughs> let me fall cold turkey into that one, but you didn't.
0: I could have. And honestly, um, I like it better this way. I like keeping you in fear. The suspense. <laughs> Um, yeah, make sure you turn tune in for that. Um, Dallas and I will try to contain ourselves, unlike the last Green Arrow episode.
1: It's because still, I wasn't there, you animals. Yeah,
0: it's still because you weren't there. So if you leave us alone, you know what's going to happen.
1: It's, it's true. Lots of outtakes. Yeah. Lots of outtakes.
0: <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.
1: Bye bye. Bye.